Here at Lake Grove Presbyterian Church, we recognize the complexity of this season and are inviting all of us to reflect on our experience of this complicated and uncertain time. Oh, friends, it's so good to see you. For those of you joining us today, I'd love to introduce to you Kathleen Fast, a very dear friend of many years and the Director of Youth Ministries at Lake Grove Presbyterian Church, of course. And she has also served in Corvallis in college-age ministry uh, with women in women's ministry and just has a phenomenal heart for the Lord. So this morning, Kathleen, here you are with Lillian and I. We're glad to have you join us for this episode of Caring Conversations, where really we wanted to hear from you what what is the experience of youth during this odd and complicated season? Well, thank you both for uh, having me on and enjoy this time of caring conversations. I can't think of two more caring women that I'd like to uh, discuss this with. It really is odd and challenging times with the youth. Um, mm-hmm. You guys fans of The Walking Dead? <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> Okay, it's not as graphic and bad as that, but uh, it's kind of uh, maybe approaching that a little bit. Uh, I just, I, you know, I love our students, but I, I, let me put it this way. It's, uh, I asked the students the other day, we were talking about how's their level of peace. And I asked them to come up with four different words that describe their levels of peace, you know, from good to bad. And then we put that on a scale, a piece-o-meter, piece-o-meter. And uh, I had them then, so they ranked those four words. And then I had them, you know, draw lines. Where, where's the, the green zone? You know, where are they living where it's healthy and good? And where, where are they in the, the yellow zone? It's like, this is caution. And then where's the red zone? You know, where, are they, where is their peace really being endangered? And uh, so they did that. And then, then I asked them to put a needle on that meter, you know, to where they are today, right now. And I was really actually surprised that all of them were in the green. They all found themselves in the green. One, one student found herself in what she called lime green, where yellow met green. But um, they, their own evaluation, self-evaluation, they think they're doing okay. But that's not what I see. What I see is uh, students that uh, are maybe the making the most of it, but I see them hiding behind masks and behind screens. Not that they're hiding. There's just the, the way that they've learned to live in kind of a hidden and autonomous, isolated way. And I don't think it's healthy. It's, it's, it's very difficult right now doing ministry in, in isolation, trying to do Zoom. The students are Zoomed out after being on all day in class and it frankly is of course it's just not a perfect substitute for being in person so it's definitely challenging times. Mm -hmm. Kathleen do you think that um, it's particular to living in the pandemic and doing everything on the computer and zoom that makes it um, more difficult for them to relate and connect is it or is it you know that even prior to the pandemic they were they had a hard time doing that too yeah that's a great question because i mean 
<laughs> they have these wonderful thing devices and I don't know that they know that you can actually talk into them. Um, so <laughs> as you know, teenagers and young adolescents that that learning how to communicates a tough thing anyway. Um, so yeah, you know, to be able to to talk to another person or to, you know, talk on the phone. Um, sure, that's just a, that's a life skill that they're developing or they should be developing right now. But I think that's being extremely challenged in the time that we are living in. I think scientists will be studying uh, this for a while, seeing how what the great impact was on these on these uh, on the development of our youth. So do I hear you say that they are um, they they think that they're in the green zone where they're at peace and everything is good, like life is going great. That's what green means. But what you're seeing is more of a like a flat affect. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, to say that I don't know if anybody's going to say that life is great. I don't think that necessarily what green means. But I think they're in a healthy. They're doing okay. Maybe I think a best word for it is fine. You know, we're yeah. getting along. You know, they've got a roof over their heads. They're eating. You know, they can they can text their friends when they're ready. Um, so to them, I think maybe they think it's this new kind of life that that really isn't living. Uh, and I think we could all probably, my dad used to say, you can get used to hanging. And I think that's kind of where we're at. We can get used to hanging. And, and what is this going to look like when we are challenged to go back, you know, and they have to get, I mean, it's like, wow, it's going to take effort to actually get up and go out and be with my friends, or it's going to take effort to actually get up and go do something fun. I, I think we could all get lulled into this this lazy season right now. So I think they think that they're at peace. I think they think they're doing fine. But the reality is, as as adults looking on, it's like their life right now is not healthy. Um, and, and we need to speak into it. There's a particular scripture that really came to my mind yesterday. In fact, after I'd had um, fish school in the morning with just two students, when I had a confirmation with eight confirmands that are doing great, but it's just pulling teeth and then the well in the evening again on zoom with the high schoolers and I'm just sitting I feel like we're in the uh, Ezekiel chapter 37 the valley of uh, dry bones and as I just I lived in there a little bit yesterday and it's like that picture that Ezekiel has of of all these bones these skeletons uh, that have mm -hmm. been ravaged and scattered abroad they're in isolation and um, and he he receives the and he's in the valley. It's called the Valley of Dry Bones. It's in it's in a low place, and we're in a low place right now. So in a low place in isolation, it's like wow, that kind of describes where we're at a little bit. And and the Lord the Lord comes and asks him, Wow, do you think these bones could ever live again? It's like oh my gosh, does God have doubts that this could happen? It's like we're really in trouble, right? And of course, he's not doing. He God doesn't have any doubts. He's he's greater than anything we can imagine but but uh ezekiel is is told to pray over these bones and these bones all rattle together and, and they come back together and and they begin to have tendons and sinew and flesh and finally skin and they're still just dead corpses there's no life to them and i think you know we're going to have this this process we're not into this reintegration again um with the students, but I think we're going to have that. How do we reintegrate? Is that how you say that word? Uh, back into society. And so I think we're going to be these corpses, you know, that we've come back together. It's like, yeah, but 
it was kind of just easy playing video games all day long. Um, but there's a second command that uh, God gives Ezekiel and he prays over, he says, you know, pray to the breath, that the breath would come from the four winds and uh, from the four corners of the world and, and breathe life into, into this. And, and when he did that, then these corpses all came back to life and it, it raised up a vast army for the Lord. And I, I think that's just the picture I have for our students right now is, wow, they're, they're kind of the walking dead. They think they're doing fine. They're going through the motions, but I think that they've really lost that sense of zeal, zealousness. Uh, I think, um, and I think we can all relate to that. Um, I can I was, relate. Yeah, I was really um, struck by the phrase that you said, Kathleen, that I think we can all relate with. They're living a life that really isn't living, mm -hmm. right? And, and sometimes we need someone to help us see that even being able to mirror that. Of course, we know that we're in this low place, but what a profound word for all of us in this. And what, um, I, so I really, you, you sparked so much interest for A, wanting to know more. And so I wanna actually give you two questions and we'll see what we get to here. But one of them would be, so what do you think we can glean from this low place? What are we learning? What are we observing? What are we seeing when we know, okay, we're going to be in it for a little while or as we walk out, what, what do you think we're gleaning? And the other is for you as an adult and others who are listening in, they're adults, you know, who are loving these kids, caring for them, watching this happen as well. Um, this might turn into two questions. One, how do you keep your resilience? What keeps you going? Of, okay, I'm, I'm alongside you. I want to pour life into you in this hard season so I know I need something in me what keeps it from you because we're all living in that same valley we're all living in that same valley um, so I think that was the question of just of staying um, short up in in yourself and your leadership in that valley yeah. anything there and we may have to have another caring conversation about some of that as in vocational uh, vitality in the midst of such disruption but yeah so again going back to the first question it's like what is life and what is living and uh, you know it's when everything else has been stripped away I was thinking it's like I really miss the movies I, I'm a movie buff I miss going to the theater and it's like, well, I can sit in my chair and watch movies at home and I can try to do watch parties, but man, I just, I kind of wait for the day when I want to go to a movie again. But it's like, so that's stripped away or going to concerts and we're, we're in Christmas season right now, you know, concerts are, you know, we don't have that opportunity or can't really go to a ball game. I mean, everything that's been stripped away that was a source of joy or life for us that we'd get excited about, passionate about, you know, if that's all gone, then it's like, what is it? what are we left with? And it's like, you know something, we're left with some pretty awesome things, honestly. We're left, one, with the people around us that love us. And it's like, wow, okay, relationships are really, you know, important. Of course they're important, but we see it's like, who's there for us? And I've seen that with our students too, that this has been a real winnowing effect of like, who are my true friends and, and who was toxic in my life and who did they, they wait away? So that, that has been a really nice sifting of, of relationships, but also just then it's like, which ones are we going to prioritize an investment, invest in? And when we have this season of, um, you know, where everything's kind of just sit back and let's just wait. We're all in a kind of a stall mode, 
you know, taking that initiative to, to be relational is really hugely important. Um, and I think we, we live in a beautiful place. I mean, how much of, uh, of Oregon is free to us, you know, to, to love um, our God and our maker and the maker of creation. Uh, let's, let's just not forget. I mean, these are free instead of paying, you know, 12 bucks to go to a movie. It's like, take a walk, you know, take it, get on a path, get out and bike. Um, so I think there's something about when all the things that, you know, I might've put in as crutches in my life or as sources of joy get taken away. It's like, maybe there's some real joy, that, some more enduring, more joy that comes from a deeper source in this relationship and uh, with relationships and with connecting with God, um, enjoying the gifts of nature that he's given. Some of those things, you know, the pandemic can't kill. Um, second question was, how do we, how, how do I find resilience? I don't know. <laughs> do I, am I resilient? I don't know. Some days I am, some days I'm not. I think we just have to be honest with ourselves and, and, you know, take, you know, get up the next morning. I think that's one thing I've done is tried to be productive each morning. I need a project. Give me an occupation or I shall go mad. Um, so, uh, I've, you know, uh, some of the, just some of the basics I've really tried to get on and I've tried to challenge the students to really be in the word, uh, to be self feeders in this time where we don't do really church in person together. Uh, the U Bible app has a lot of daily reading plans on any topic you want. I've tried to do that um, with with my students, get them into smaller groups, shepherding groups, where they can be going through the mm -hmm. same devotional with their friends and, and keep tracking that with each mm -hmm. other. So um, I, I don't know. How do we keep hope? We just have to lift our eyes up, keep lifting up. As far as how, as we adults, how do we speak that kind of hope into our students? Uh, and I just really want to go back to that prayer of Ezekiel. I've been thinking about what it is to pray, pray a, a, a breath of life into these students mm -hmm. and, you know, into your own students. If you have, I know both of you have children and hopefully our listeners do too, but um, to let them know that I see you. I mean, you know, we could be in the same house and not interacting um, I'll go to our own rooms, but, but to really take time to see you, not just behind a screen or behind a mask, but I see you and, and you matter. And I love you. I think they, I think they need that reassurance because it's really easy to be, you know, walk in the land of the dead right now and be a zombie. But to, I think that, that prayer of life, you know, I want to pray, pray a prayer of life into you and, and acknowledge it's like, what, what is living? What is life? And um, how can we as a family find that? Um, that? That's just some thoughts I've had recently. Beautiful. How oh, I think those are really profound. And as you were talking about the importance of letting our students know that we see them, like I see you. I was, um, you once told us a story about an usher from a church that you used to attend. And I think, oh, that's a perfect example of how we should be with, whether it's our own children or the students that we interact with. Could you tell us that story? 
Yeah, thanks. I forgot about that. Yeah, my friend Leonard uh, from Corvallis First Baptist Church, he was a, a famous usher. He still is probably. And he was there every Sunday. He's, he's shorter. He's on the shorter side. He'd wear a green polyester suit coat every Sunday. And he worked construction, so he's a smaller guy, but just strong hands. And he'd greet you with a handshake and he asked, how are you doing? And it's like, and if you'd say fine, he's like, are you doing okay? And, so, and he, if he sensed that something wasn't 100%, he wouldn't let go of your hand. He'd just pull you and he says, really? You know, are you really fine? And he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't stop with the first answer. And I think sometimes we can, we can do that. How are you doing today? I'm fine. How was school? It's okay. You know, and we accept that first answer. And, you know, grab that hand and pull him in close and look him in the eyeballs. And it's like, really? Is that really how you're doing? And uh, I just really appreciated him not letting me off the hook all the time with an easy answer. <laughs> I felt I could tell he genuinely cared. Which is really living. Yeah, really connected to someone. Yeah. Right. And looking beyond the first answer of I'm fine. Because we all say that now, or okay, or I'm fine. But to really stop and pause which is kind of ironic because we're in this time where we really do feel like we're in this lull and we are pausing and we are waiting, but stuff is still happening and we still feel like we're busy, right? And we don't, we feel like we don't have the time to pause and ask, really? Like hold, hold on to that hand, pull them closer and really peer into um, each other's, like really, how are we doing? And so I see that as a challenge. Um, for us and all of us who are listening is don't, as you said, Kathleen, don't let the first answer be enough. Um, take time to um, invest a little bit more time, even if it's like um, 30 seconds longer to check in really, how are you doing? And are you living life? Um, and I appreciate how you said, um, well, just brought the image of Ezekiel and the Valley of Dry Bones, because that is so such a perfect illustration of how we are um, living right now. But our real joy can be found in the Lord, who is the one telling us um, and instructing us, okay, now do this, now do this, like call the winds. And it's not out of our own strength. Um, so thank you so much. I know that we're cutting our conversation a little bit short here, but um, Justin, because of time, we want to thank you um, for joining us and for just leading us in some really profound thoughts and dialogue. Um, and for all of you who are listening and joining us, let us know, um, send us an email, let us know how you are all doing, because we really do want to know how are you, mm -hmm. and we want to be able to see and hear you. Until then, we'll take care and talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.